Welcome back to the Goal Line Stand. All football, all the time. We are a Sports Talk Philly partner. SportstalkPhilly.com coming to Sportswire Radio September 3rd with our NFL prediction show and every football Friday thereafter. We are supported by Michael's Glass Company, 215-338-3293 in the Philadelphia Tri-State area. The Paul's Table, a modern Italian steakhouse, 70 East Lancaster Avenue in Ardmore. Hey, follow us on all social, at GL Stand Show. I am Mike. I am joined, as always, by Brett. And you took a shot at me off the air over my hair. And I don't appreciate it. My hair was blowing in the wind. It was dry. It didn't look good. So you know what I got for you? From the 12, Jones keeps, gets a block, takes off, and he is gone. Trying to stay upright, and he trips. Absolutely all alone, and he trips. Welcome to the program, pal. You know, they did score on that drive. Yeah, I don't care. It was great. It was terrible. It was, it terrible. was awful. Yeah. Uh, it was one of the, it, it was one of those things. If they still did the NFL films blooper videos, which I don't know if they do or they don't anymore, they, they could honestly fill an entire sixty minute show on the crazy plays that have occurred in giant Eagle games alone. There should be a program on that. Hey, NFL films at NFL films. We'll we'll send it at you from at GL Stand Show. You should do that. You should bring us on and interview us. I have been there before. I have been in the interview seat, not with the cameras on. I actually sat in Steve Sable's desk. I don't know that he knew that at the time, but I did. I went on a tour with you as well. Yes, you did. It was a really, you want to talk about, like, I've been to the Hall of Fame. You've been to the Hall of Fame. To me, going to NFL films and having the access that we had was cooler than going, for me, going to the, the Pro Football Hall of Fame. It, it was that was an excellent tour. Uh, very much appreciated. I haven't been so when I went to the Hall of Fame, it was really before they made an effort to expand it. So I would like to go back. Uh, I, I'm waiting to go back if slash when Eli Manning is inducted. That is when I will go. Is he a first ballot guy? No, no, I, I'm worried he won't get in. Oh, he'll get in. Uh, we'll, we'll talk about that on, on another day. You can bring that up when you do your uh, Eli Manning tribute show ahead of him getting in to the giant ring of honor. Yeah. Uh, his number retired, all that jazz. Yes. That hey, is, uh, big news for big news for the Eagles. Jalen Hurts' stomach is okay. He took some emodium. Now, Carson Wentz, yes, we are talking Carson Wentz, Birds fans. I apologize. But this is this is huge. It's important. Talk, this is very important. We actually talked about it in the preview show uh, when we previewed this division, saying that this is important for the Colts as a whole, their quarterback room, at least I did. Carson Wentz back out on the field a couple weeks after having foot surgery. He looks to be a go. A go as of right now. Now that could change. He could get hurt again. Looks to be a go for the Indianapolis Colts starting opening day. That's really big for the Colts and very helpful for the Eagles because obviously the Eagles need it's 75%, right? That's the it is 75% and no playoffs, yes. 70% and a playoff appearance. Yeah. The Eagle the, the first round pick is riding on this Eagles. Yeah. Fan. We that's big. 
as crazy as it sounds, all eyes are going to have to be on Carson Wentz this year, even though we don't want it to be, but that's how it is. That could be the difference between Jalen Hurts for a second year and Deshaun Watson. Oh, Jesus Christ. You know what? The... Or Aaron Rodgers. Oh, just stop it now. Stop it. Or Brett Favre. No, I'm just joking. Well, yeah, that one I believe more than the other ones. <laughs> if there's any number four coming back, it's going to be him. Why don't we bring Kevin Cobb back while we're at it? Mike McMahon, are you available? Yeah, you know. Bobby Brister. Yeah, Bob. You want to talk about a bad, bad game. I was so excited the night they were retiring Reggie White's number. And it was I, then it I snowed. Yeah. Then it snowed. But I, I was with a group, and we got a full-on comp – Pre-game tailgate at Chickies and Pete's in South Philly. We were there. Cataldi was doing one of his shows. It was, and then we got, to, then we got down there. We had a bus, and it was one of those really fun tailgates, fun nights. And then, uh, then the game started. Yeah, I think Lofa Tatupu went crazy. That oh game. yeah, yeah, like uh, a pick six and it's bad. Oh man. Anyway, Carson <laughs> went back. The injury doesn't seem to be as bad. Good for the Eagles. We'll see what happens there. We talked to Eagles last week because they played on Thursday night, the stinker in South Philly. Go back, listen to it, sportstalkphilly.com. So I got to sit down and watch some Giants-Browns on Saturday, on Sunday afternoon. I was very excited. Tom McCarthy on the call from, yeah. from Cleveland. It was nice to see the Giants weren't throwing punches at anybody. No, did you see, though, during the week of the Giants-Browns practice – there's a great uh, – one of the AP photographers filmed a backup defensive back for the Browns, went after Sterling Shepard. And it even shows – Sterling Shepard, to his credit, I mean, he's doing a little bit of bobbing and weaving. He completely uh, – the Browns receiver completely uh, swings and misses. But everyone's making fun of the way he held his thumb when he, held, when he was holding the fist. Is that the picture that I sent to you that you didn't respond to? Possibly. No, you didn't send me the pic. The picture never came through. Oh, well, I sent the picture and you didn't respond. Well, because why didn't I respond? Because it didn't get come through. I, or I came through like hours later. But either way, yes, that is the picture. And his thumb was held up. Yes, there was no fighting. Oh, Although, yeah. That's really, really weird. Yeah. He held it strangely. That's an odd hill, number 23. Uh, very poor form. Really yeah, bad. really poor form. We could talk more about that on our other show, Add in the Fight, at ITF show on all social media. But actually, while they were starting to get a little testy, Joe Judge started yelling at Kevin Stefanski. So you had two Philadelphia Catholic League guys who may have started going at it too. Catholic League representing, that would have been a good old – uh, not LaSalle. What, where, where was he? Uh, Lansdale Catholic versus St. Joe's prep battle. Is that where Stefanski was? I think Stefanski is a St. Joe. I think Stefanski yeah. is St. Joe's prep. That's right. That's right. And Sean McDermott's the one in Delco. Delco, correct. But he was a Philadelphia Catholic League guy, too. I think I'm his dad sure. was a coach. I, I, I'll, we'll have to look that up. But we'll nevertheless. Have to look so break down. Yes. The barn burner that was Giant Browns. Ooh, 17-13 Browns over the Giants. Preseason, uh, baby. I think the Giants only had two starters play, and that's on either side of the ball. 
Uh, those was the only two I saw were Xavier McKinney and I think O'Shane Simenez, if you want to call him a starter. Look, I thought the Giants acquitted themselves better than they did last week, particularly the backup offensive line looked a little bit better. Devontae Booker actually ran the ball well. Corey Clement uh, ran the ball fairly well. You know, um, what's his name? Sean Glennon. Or not Sean Glennon. Uh, Mike Glennon threw the ball fairly well. It was a ho-hum kind of preseason game. We were just checking out depth. There was there was no one who – there was no Victor Cruz kind of performance where I'm like, wow, this guy really won a spot. Uh, but, you know, then again, it was, it was generally I, – I wasn't offended watching the game. Let's put it that way. This is your thing all year long. It's like, oh, I wasn't offended. It was a good game. Yeah. It, it, look, I, that's how much the standards have been lowered uh, for watching Giant games. I, I The other guy who – who, there's one guy who seems to continue to jump off the screen for me. It's Carter Coughlin. So he was a seventh-round pick last year for Minnesota. Last year they had him out on the edge. He's transitioned to middle linebacker. Been like all over the field. I think I don't look. I, I think this is still flawed, but PFF has him, I believe, as the Giants' highest graded defender. So there's that. Um, the only guy who I think, and he'll probably get cut this week because rosters have to go from 85 to 80 this week, is Sam Beal, who was Gettleman's third round supplemental draft choice several years ago, who's never made an impact and looked terrible. He was really the only guy who I thought he was sort of uh, channeling his inner Elvis Patterson or Isel Jenkins for you Eagles fans. So there was no Justin Fields like moment. Excuse me, we're going to talk Justin Fields. That's not who. There was no Trey Lance like moment in the Giant game. Trey Lance, who we talked about last week, had another. Uh, Niners fans, I, I don't know, man. They just want Jimmy G out of there, I guess, is what it comes down to. Because all through Twitter, all through social media, all the, the clips you hear of G, of San Francisco 49er radio, sports radio, that kind of stuff, Trey Lance is the next coming of Joe Montana. Again, I, I think I, I went through this whole spiel last week. Encouraging signs. I like what I see. Let's just let's let's calm uh, I, down a little bit. Justin Fields came out and, and they asked him about his first NFL game a week ago, and they said, "Hey, what about the speed compared to the college game?" He said, "It's nothing like the college game. College game, yeah." You know, he's like, "This is so much slower." To paraphrase, right? Kind of, yeah. yeah. Said how slow the NFL was. Well, you know, apparently, apparently not. He got knocked. Did you see that hit? That oh, the hit. I that was a who, bad hit. It was a very bad hit, and I'm blanking on who hit him, but he did apologize actually to the fan base. Yeah. Uh, you get a shot at the quarterback, you take it. But the, the pictures that come out of it and the look on his face, the helmet went off, the headband was gone. You know, it was a, it was a video game-esque hit. It reminded me of Jerome McDougal's hit on Eli, Eli's rookie year, even though Eli didn't lose his helmet. Yes, that is a very – Similar. That is a very, very, a very good comparison. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, speaking of the first-year quarterbacks, uh, and we talked about it a little bit uh, last week, Mac Jones looked good against the Eagles. Uh, Zach Wilson looked good against the Packers. 
I, you know, Justin Fields, I, I think that whole team kind of got walloped against the Bills. So, you know, I think he came back to earth. Obviously, Trey Lance uh, acquitted himself nicely. And Trevor Lawrence is actually going to be playing this evening on Monday night. So we shall see. I'm actually more interested in the Saints quarterback battle. That's what I'm most interested in for this evening's game. It's Jaguar Saints. Uh, to me, I, look, I I know I'm sort of creating my own topic here, but w- with respect to that quarterback battle, Jameis Winston might not be the answer, but I like have if I'm Sean Payton, I like having Taysom Hill as that jack of all trades guy, not my full time quarterback. If he's the full time quarterback, he can't do the other things. Yeah, I agree with you. Uh, he's not the biggest guy, and we have found out that that matters in the National Football League, unless you're Doug Flutie. You know, there's always outliers. But he's not the biggest guy. And if you're going to run the gimmicky stuff with him when he's always on the field, it's just not going to work. He's going to take a beating. It's going to be interesting to, it's going to be interesting to watch. It's that's, this is what preseason's about. It's cool to watch these kind of things to see how actual battles are going to progress. Uh, let's go around the league real quick. The, the Raiders are interested in some more defense. They, they they inquired about trading for Khalil Mack. Wait a second. What's uh, he in? Um, I mean, come on, really? So the fact that this and this has been confirmed, this just shows that Mike Mayock is and John Gruden are out of their depth. To me, I mean, this is a who is it though? Who's out of their depth? Would it work if it's a two headed monster? So, if but if Mayock goes and they put an actual GM in, I don't know, it'll never happen. It'll never happen. You couldn't have a strong GM with Gruden, you can't have with a hundred million dollar coach. He's right, Gruden's really Mayock is Gruden's puppet, I believe, Or or they work in concert, step you know, step by step, sort of. You couldn't have a strong GM presence, an independent voice. It's not going to happen there. So in addition to their chaos on the field, uh, the Raiders, they the Allegiant Stadium hosted WWE SummerSlam this week, uh, this past weekend. And uh, I guess in a tri- this is a trial run for, for, for the season, right? Like it's a 50, soft 000, opening. Soft opening, 50,000 people. Yes, it's very much like – I wonder if the crew from Ocean's 13 was there and they yeah. were like tweaking stuff to make it look bad. Yeah. The 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 concessions, so it's a completely cashless venue. The Wi-Fi stopped working, therefore the concessions stopped working. Someone they put were, a magnetron by the Greco. That's right. <laughs> they, they were literally, yeah. The magnetron screwed the whole thing up. The toilets were overflowing. The, the PA system wasn't working. I think someone even said the air conditioning went out at some point in this building. Uh, they got to get this fixed, man. Yeah. Well, look, it's not preseason and training camp. It's not just for the players. It's not just for the coaches. It's for the stadiums. They got to get their acts together. They had a whole year. I know people weren't necessarily there. Well, you know, obviously the stadium wasn't training hard enough. I I, I guess not. I guess not. Uh <laughs> Wrath of injuries around the National Football League here, particularly in the league. linebackers. Yeah, it, it, this see, this is where I wonder when we talk about preseason and how hard teams go and or, or don't go. Uh, a, a 
really, Jets lose another guy, but let, let's let's go. I'm going to give it to you. Run through it. Tevin Jenkins, uh, Bears second round pick. He gets hurt. Yeah, back surgery. Take it away. Yeah, so that's a real that's a real bummer. I'm, I'm you know when we did our lead up to the draft, I think Mike will recall I was really high on him. Actually, more so than a few of the first round offensive tackles. I, he's got a real nasty streak. I thought he paired perfectly with the first round pick of Justin Fields. Um, so yeah, he, he underwent back surgery last week. They're hopeful to have him back at some point this season, but clear to me, this is sort of a lost rookie year for him. You have the Jets lose another defensive piece, at least for six weeks of the season. It looks like uh, Jared Davis uh, got hurt. Arizona lost their backup quarterback, which, you know, not maybe as important as other pieces, but Hey, look, as particularly as a giant fan, hey, both of us have enjoyed Super Bowl wins with backup quarterbacks. It is an underappreciated position. You have then the other string of linebackers, LJ Ford from Baltimore tore his ACL. You have Jacob Phillips from Cleveland tore his biceps. Seattle, Ben Burkiven, the linebacker, suffered a real – I mean, to me, this was more than just the ACL. He kind of – you know, I think he sort of had the trifecta injury unfortunately and the Cincinnati Bengals uh looks like they're losing a real promising rookie edge Joseph Osai out of Texas uh blew out his knee it was a rough week it was really a rough week for linebackers but rest easy cowboy fans Dak Prescott looks to be on track to play week one and there was a lot of concern over Prescott's ability to throw or not throw the whole nine yards. Uh, you have this down there as positive news. Dak Prescott, and with air quotes, obviously. Yeah. Uh, Dak Prescott is able, is on track to play week one. Let's talk about some more positive news. Yeah. Uh, Mike Vrabel, positive for COVID-19. Well, I don't know if that one's a breakthrough case. They haven't announced that. So You know, he- I feel like if they're not telling you, this is just – allegedly us spitballing here that means that he was not vaccinated but i don't know because he's from that bill belichickian tree right yeah we're not going to tell you anything yeah so who knows yeah it's uh either way obviously we hope for a uh we hope all reports are he's doing well um but then i think josh allen the defensive end for jacksonville is on the COVID list i don't know if he see the problem is also Look, you could be on the COVID list for numerous reasons, right? It's not necessarily because you tested positive. It could simply be because you came in close contact. We don't know. Yeah, but upon, with the NFLPA COVID rules, if you're vaccinated and you're in a close contact, you don't go on the list. You don't? Right? Well, I, I don't think so. But then Justin Pugh, the former New York Giant who's with Arizona Cardinals, he raised an excellent – he had a breakthrough case uh, in Arizona. And – he raised the point that the protocol is not great as res- as relates to the vaccinated players, and he would prefer it to be more stringent because he's saying that they're only tested once every 14 days, and maybe they should be tested maybe once a week or even more frequent. Yeah, so actually, he, he, was asking for, he was actually asking for daily testing. Yeah. Which so, I don't think that'll happen because then the point – what was the point? The argument's going to be. Then, then what's what the, point the point of being vaccinated? Yeah. Right. And I think a doctor would say that isn't necessary, but perhaps more 
than once every two weeks, particularly when not every one of your teammates is vaccinated. Look, uh, it's weird, the whole being vaccinated and coming into contact with someone who is not vaccinated and therefore is positive uh, is interesting. I had a personal experience where in recent weeks where that happened and I called my doctor and I said, hey, what do I have to do here? Full disclosure, I've been vaccinated since, what, February. Now, I, I, you know, I have an issue, nothing life or death, but I was taking medication to lower my immune system for a skin condition. So you know, a little bit more of a risk. I understand all the statistics and yada, yada, yada. My personal choice was to get it. Kiss my ass. Anyway, I called my doctor. I'm like, what do I have to do here? She said, nothing. I'm like, do I need to go get tested? No. I'm like, she's like, are you showing any symptoms? And I'm like, that's debatable. I show symptoms for stuff all the time because I'm a hypochondriac. She said, no, you don't have to. Now I got kids involved in the equation too. Same thing. Pediatrician, no, no symptoms, no test. It's odd. It's just odd. Well, yeah. yeah, and then look at what happened today with Cam Newton, who has been barred from the New England Patriots facility until Thursday. Yes. So what happened there? So – Remember, Cam Newton tested positive, and he had apparently a, a fairly rough bout of COVID last year. Well, it, it really screwed him up. Yeah, he wasn't he, the same guy. If, when he if you look at him statistically before he got it, he was okay. Yeah. To the point where New England could have said, hey, we have a guy, we have our quarterback for the next couple of years, our bridge guy. Yeah. And then the, the COVID really just crushed him. Yeah. So I don't know exactly, but he did get tested but did not do it according to the NFL protocols. So because of that, he has to wait the, I think it's called like the four day. Like there's like an, for anyone who there's like an onboarding process, kind of like when you start a job, there's you, you sort of wade yourself in because of that, he has to get tested with the proper, I'm just going to call them authorities because I can't think of the proper channels. And then he could re-enter facilities and 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 interact with the team again. But because he went outside, I'm just gonna say hypothetically, let's say he used like CVS or LabCorp or Quest Diagnostics. He didn't go through the NFL or whatever the NFL PA deemed that's the protocol. So not only do you know, do you need to get vaccinated? Do you need to get te- you gotta do it the way that the protocol rule, you know, lays out for the players. So watching, like I said I have not watched hard knocks this year but watching hard knocks last year when they did the the camp when they did the rams and the chargers and obviously amongst the beginnings of covid yeah they spent a lot of time explaining the process yeah you get tested in the building right yeah there's like that uh this can't be on the players like a trailer in front of every facility i'm sure bill belichick is thrilled that this is going on yeah, I mean, th- to me, that's just not. I, 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 now I don't know this for sure. You, you know, they've asked Cam Newton, "Are you vaccinated?" He's like, "It's, it's a personal matter." He hasn't said yes or no. I, to me, it, it sort of signals that he doesn't. Allegedly, um, I'm glad he's getting tested, but why wouldn't you just do it? The, I mean, it's free. It's right there. It just drive it, to the facility. It makes no sense not to follow yeah. the procedure unless there's a reason for it. Allegedly, I'm not saying he did anything uh, yeah. wrong. Uh, yeah, I'm not saying there's it? anything nefarious about it. Yeah, right. You know, but, it, it's you not know. like 
it, it's not like the guy from the Seahawks a year ago sneaking in his <laughs> side piece dressed as the coach. Yes. We didn't I, have I just want like to know if there yet. was the whistle. Well, yeah. Uh, whistle. And <laughs> I, I wonder if she had like a clipboard. I was going to say clipboard too. Yeah, but what, nothing like that this year. Very, very, very disappointing. Hey, yeah. uh, so Minnesota is bringing in an epidemiologist to educate the players for the vaccine. Jeez, I wonder why. Well, yeah, good old Kirk Cousins. Well, what, maybe, look, what a maybe. dick shit. Like, honestly, like, look, if you're going to not take it for health reasons, fine. You know, it's approved. Oh, it's approved too quick. Yeah, go take your horse tranquilizers. It, well, no, no, it was approved. Well, right, let's get it straight though. I'm not, I'm not saying you're you're providing false info. I'm just saying it was there was it was under emergency use authorization. Yes, and as now of, as of this recording, the Pfizer vaccine is now fully authorized by the FDA. The way right. any other medicine is, the way every single one of the supplements that these guys put in their body. This has gone actually. Some of those are not even FDA approved, right? By the way, so let's. I mean, you know, I, I, this goes back to I, now. I'm getting a little off topic. Joe Rogan, who you know said is not going to get the vaccine, who actually is a part owner in a supplement company, and he always in his supplements he talks about how they go through rigorous studies. You know, his studies include studies of 80 people. These vaccines have gone through studies of. 100 million people plus it's been fully vetted by the fda so it's probably safer than half the things they're ingesting to try to get maximum performance out of their bodies i don't know if i said it on this program a week or so ago or i was just talking with somebody so 2001 we graduate high school 2002 i go off you know college football maybe there's a maybe there's a chance division three uh was working out the shit that I took, that I don't even know what it was, that I bought at a GNC or someone gave me, I, I mean... It was like rocket crazy, fuel. Crazy stuff. Just crazy yeah. stuff. But yeah, so, Ephedra? Well, well, yeah. I played a game on Ephedra. That was a bad. That was bad. That was yeah, not good. Not good. Uh, talk, about, talk about a panic attack. I didn't know I was having one at the time, but I do now. I know the symptoms. Yeah. I mean, holy shit. And then remember Ultimate Orange? Oh, God, yeah. That stuff was disgusting. Yeah. But, yeah, so but that's the point. And the fact that they have to bring in an epidemiologist to do this. Same thing with the Redskins – or, excuse me, the Washington football team. That's the first time I did that this season. Um who have a co who has a coach who's recovering from cancer, who's immunocompromised, and even out of respect and out of care for him, they can't get vaccinated. They have one of the lower vaccination rates in the league. It's disgraceful. It is disgraceful. Let's let's stick. Let's well get back to Cam Newton here. Let's talk AFC East. Let's preview the AFC East. And this is gonna this is an interesting division, man. Uh, it's. Not it's not New England's anymore, right? I mean, that's the best way to put it. It's a lot closer than I think a lot of people realize, though. As far as the top teams, uh, the the Bills, maybe the Dolphins, and definitely the Patriots. Yeah, it's no longer a foregone conclusion. For the past two decades, it was, and it's nice that there is competition again. Uh, except, obviously, Patriot fans are still upset about that. Yeah, exactly. But they, you've had enough, so suck it. 
<laughs> Seriously, I mean, it's in that. Well, what do I care? I mean, you don't care either. We, there, there's two rings missing, thanks to your fandom and my fandom. So we're we're good with it. Exactly. Uh, let's, let's get it. Let's get it started here. The most important offseason acquisition in the AFC East. So uh, I went with Emmanuel Sanders, the Buffalo Bills, uh, through free agency, and that's because. Josh Allen had an amazing near MVP like season brought the team all the way to the AFC championship game. And I think a big part of that was the addition of Stefan Diggs to give him a true legitimate number one threat. They, they let go of John Brown, but they brought in Emmanuel Sanders. who I think, and we actually discussed this last year for the saints at the time he got hurt, you know, the saints, Drew Brees got hurt. It just kind of went sideways. I think he is that consummate professional, that he is the ultimate number two wide receiver. And so I think he's going to pair very well with Stephon Diggs and be able to just further aid in the development and ascendancy of Josh Allen. That is a really, really good analysis. All right, look, I, you know, eloquence, I'm, Yes. I went, I, and I know on our notes here it says free agency or draft. I went Robert Sala, the head coach of the New York Jets. Dude, our brains, that was my first pick. Because he changes the equation. And the culture. With, and the culture with the Jets. And they're, they might not be as far off as a lot of people think they are. And this guy is a really, really good coach. I really wanted him in Philadelphia. And I know he's not a player, but that's to me, when you look at the division as a whole, it puts the Jets back in the race, so to speak. Maybe not this year, but it's starting the process. Yeah. I, I get it. Do you have another? Is that your guy? I, I mean, that's, no, that's perfectly my, fine if that's your guy. That's my guy. That's your guy. That's my guy. Who? That's your who, guy. That's my guy. Who is the most impactful departure? Okay, so – can I first say my two others that I, I kind of wanted to say, but they weren't technical, so they're not – do you get what I'm saying? Sure, go ahead. Okay. First was Tom Brady, <laughs> even though we're a season later. And the That's second... my guy. <laughs> That's my guy. I was thinking about it. I'm like, all right, who who is the most impactful departure in the, in, the, in, the, in the division? I'm like, Jesus Christ, it's still Tom Brady. Well, and my other one going with the Robert Sala was Adam Gase. No, that's a good one too. All right, fair enough. <laughs> but so be, I, I, I was like, all right, I want to come up with an actual player. So I went with Joe Tooney, the very talented offensive lineman who left to go to Kansas City for $80 million. Uh, this is a guy who could play any of the interior three offensive line positions and do so at a very high level. So the Patriots will definitely miss him. I, I I got Tom. I still have Tom Brady. I yeah, I, like it. I agree. I really do agree with you. Yeah, it's amazing. It's it, it's a team and a Super Bowl championship later, but it, his his departure from New England has thrown the whole division into this weird. You know. Well, look, I, neither one of us love the guy, right? But he's the goat. He is. He has seven rings. He's been to 10. It's actually going to be the most impactful departure until 
New England gets to me at least to like the divisional playoff round and can can truly say establish themselves as a legitimate Super Bowl threat. Until that time, this is going to be the biggest departure in this division, and that may last 20, 30 years. You never know. I I agree completely. I agree yeah. completely. Most talented position group in the division. So for this, I went with the Miami secondary, which I think – let me read off these things. I, I think it's a very deep group. So you have, you know, Justin Coleman. All right, you know. Eric uh, Eric Rowe, who I think has settled in as as safety, you know, both with Philadelphia and New England. I think there was the issue of where do you play him, right? You have Jason McCourty, who always you and I are going to be big fans of. Look, he's getting he and his brother obviously are getting up there in years, but I still think that he had, they both have a few good years left. Brings a lot of veteran leadership to that group. Then you have Byron Jones, one of the most physically gifted cornerbacks in the league. Then you have Xavier Howard, who they just restructured the deal, so he's still going to be in Miami. Uh, one of the best corners in the league. You brought in last year first round pick Noah Igbenogany who's still learning the position but has a lot of upside. And then this year you brought in Javon Holland from Oregon in the second round, can play safety, play corner, be nickel corner. I just think there's a lot of versatility. You have leadership, you have versatility, you have athleticism. I just I like the combo there. And we'll, and couple that with very good coaching in Brian Flores. And, and um, even though he's not technically their position coach, Anthony Campanile. Campanelli. That's true. Yeah. Uh, I You kind of sold this on me when you were talking about Emmanuel Sanders. I feel like the Buffalo Bills might be the strongest as far as the receiving core goes. Because when you look at the other than idiot, you know, you got you got that other you got the other idiot on uh, Cole Beasley. But Diggs, Emmanuel Sanders, Cole Beasley is a nice one, two, three punch. And look up at the lights, it's over. <laughs> Josh Allen is going. That is a lot of weapons for him. A multi-million dollar man right now. Uh, you know, everyone has a price. Making all the punts. Making all the punts. Uh, you sold me on it with Emmanuel Sanders, and I guess there's an asterisk there, right? If you get the guy that was elsewhere, and you might not, it might be done. Yeah, because he is also getting a little long in the tooth. But right. I, I still think he has at least one solid year left. So that I'm hopeful. I would agree with you. The worst or most worrisome positional group in the division. So I'm actually returning to Buffalo, and I'm going with their running back room. Uh, it, it, similar to Pittsburgh, we talked about this in our AFC North preview. Everyone, please check that out. Um, the Buffalo Bills essentially throughout their playoff run had no running game. And – you know, they have Devin Singletary, they have Zach Moss, kind of a one-two punch. Singletary is more of the outside guy, Zach Moss sort of the inside guy, Singletary more of the passing guy. They brought in Matt Breida, who I think is a few years past his prime. And then, you know, aside from that, they have Taiwan Jones. I just I it's not a very deep room. And particularly again, like you know, same reason why I think Emmanuel Sanders presence is so important. You need to be able to build around Josh Allen. How do you do that? 
You do that by improving your wide receiver room. Obviously, you want to have a very good offensive line to protect him. You also want to have a good running game so that you have another option to attack defenses. And I don't think that they sufficiently did that this offseason. So that's that to me is the most worrisome slash least talented group. So if I'm a fan, and we already mentioned the guy's departure a year ago, and you're looking, I, I don't want to, it's not worse, but it's worrisome. You have a team that could, again, this is a very tight division. The New England quarterback room, especially now that we've talked about Cam Newton and whatever the hell he's doing, you know, this is, if I am a New England fan, and look, Mac Jones has looked okay. I don't know that I'm ready to go to uh, go to war with him just yet. You look at look at this quarterback room: Cam Newton, Mac Jones, Brian Hoyer. Stidham's out. I mean, I think he's done for. I, I don't know if they've IR'd him yet, but he's not any. That's bad. Yeah, that is. If that doesn't work, if Cam Newton is not the guy, if he breaks protocols and doesn't want to do what he's supposed to do, and he's not healthy, and the 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 COVID cam that you got the second half of last year is really the real cam that you're getting now. That is really really bad, and could be the difference between a playoff opportunity in a probably a beat 'em up division and a really decent draft pick. That's it's an excellent point. It, look, you need a captain of the ship, and I don't know who that is in New England right now. Right, and it, maybe it works out. Maybe maybe Cam Newton fizzles. And the opportunity is there just to throw Matt Jones out there and let him do what he needs to do. But you go from a team that was in a winning Super Bowls to chaos. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Because right now the captain is Captain Tibbet for to be determined. There you go. Uh, yeah. Let's go. We're gonna. I'm going to throw you a curveball here. I don't even know if you've looked it up yet. Oh, but you said, you. yeah, you no problem. Uh, so a, a wild card here, a lesser-known player who can will have a big impact. I'm going to go Hamza Nasruddin, linebacker, New York Jets, six-round pick, Florida State. Was sort of a converted safety, uh, but I he's been all over the place, all over the field in two preseason games. I think this is kind of like a Robert Sala special when he's you know implementing that defense of his that he brought he's bringing over from, over from San Francisco and I think that Hamza is going to be a really good piece in that guy is very athletic likes to bring the thunder for his size so that's who I'm going with who do you have I'm going to go with your guy cuz I uh, I got nothing <laughs> uh who do you have as the x factor in this division to and me why? the the X factor is the development of Tua Tagovailoa, which apparently was yours as well. Yes, that was my pick. <laughs> so go ahead. Yeah. Look, look. Uh, he, the Dolphins, they, at some point, all their fans ever wanted was to tank for Tua, and it ended up that they, with the fifth pick, that they ended up getting Tua. He did go six and two as a starter, but at times he was benched for Ryan Fitzpatrick. They're and he was, was a little shaky. Now he says he didn't have a full grip on the offense. He's now a year further removed from that hip injury. They brought in Will Fuller from free agency. They drafted Jalen Waddle. You have all the weapons now. You're familiar with Waddle from back in the day at Alabama. Now's the time you need to take that next step because that defense is ready. That's a talented defense that Brian Flores has put together and coached up. 
he's relying he and that franchise are relying upon Tua to take that next step. If he doesn't, not only are they going to sit at that nine and seven, you know, we need to win that last. Well, I guess this year, 10 and seven or nine and eight need to win that last game of the season. You're going to actually, I think, slide back in the division because New England's going to be better than they were last year. So to me, it's all on Tua. I, I agree wholeheartedly. There's two teams that are bandied about when they're talking about Deshaun Watson. Philadelphia Eagles, which we talked about at the top of the show, which I will just you know bang my head against the brick wall over here. And the other is the Miami Dolphins because they just don't know what they have into a tag of Iloa. And he's flashed, right? I mean, you can't, the kid is gutsy. So that's part one thing that in my book, I like a, a, a gutsy quarterback. He's tough. He has weapons now. So let's see what happens. Can he take that next step? Again, we talked about this is a tight division. The Dolphins could win the division. They could be the wild card if you get quarterback play that you think you that you thought you were going to get from him. Yeah. It, shit it's, get off, it's shit or get off the pot. And it it'll, it'll it's gonna it's, it's gonna it's gonna be interesting. The time is now. Their time is up. The time is now. I don't know whose time is up, but someone's time is up. You know whose time is up? Our time is up. We are going to be back, and we are going to be later on the week, and we're going to be previewing the NFC West, right? Yes, NFC West. And we are going to be breaking down more football because, you know, it's all football all the time here. Coming Sportswire Radio, September 3rd, sportstalkphilly.com, Michael's Glass Company, 215-338-3293. DePaul's Table, 7 East Lancaster Avenue, DePaul'sTable.com, at GL Stand Show on all social media. Anything I forgot? No. No. We'll catch you later. Enjoy the games.